You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. This week, we're discussing Terminator Genesis, and we'll also be taking a look at Scream, the TV series. And as always, spoilers are contained in this episode. You have been warned. They're coming to get you, Barbara. We're on a mission from God. I'll buy that for a dollar! Welcome to the party, pal! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? Man's got to know his limitations. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. Let's put a smile on that face. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. It smells like... Victory. This sort of thing has cropped up before. And it has always been due to human error. You can't do a slasher movie as a TV series. Slasher movies burn bright and fast. <laughs> Nina, are you home? By the time the first body is found... It's only a matter of time before the bloodbath commences. Say so get a room, but I don't want the cleanup. You slept with Nina. No. Um, wait. All right, so welcome to the podcast. I'm Brian. This is Jeremy. Yo. We're talking Terminator, and we're going to we'll talk about that a little bit later, but let's go ahead and talk about Scream. The, TV, just... the TV series. Yes, yes. Very important distinction to make. Just like the TV show needed to make, where it had TV references... And still had some film references. They also referenced the Terminator a lot. A lot? I just heard it once. Well, the guy kept the guy said it was like his favorite movie. There's like the Randy character in the t- TV show. Right. Yeah, I heard him say that he was talking about the Terminator, and then she said, "Is that in the new one?" And he says, "No, in my the old one, my favorite movie." What did you think of this, dude? I'm, I'm not the guy to ask. I'm not a TV guy. I. It, to me, this was Beverly Hills 90210 with a murder mystery wrapped in it. Well, let me put it this way. Did the slasher formula fit well or work well in the TV format? What they're doing with it is is interesting enough to say, I think it, it could work. But instead of, you know, in a normal TV format, you have, you know, your weekly episode that tells a little mini story. This seems to be just like back to back day after day yeah there, there's no resolution to a to a character story in one episode yeah i guess they're gonna reveal who the killer is i guess on the last episode or something like that yeah i mean it looks like if you pretty much just crammed it together you would have a really long poorly made movie and we we saw the first two episodes yeah that we, have aired so far I, I i shouldn't say poorly made i don't know why i said that well <sighs> I'm just not, I'm not a TV guy. I don't watch TV shows. For that very reason, the writing gets on my nerves. Well, it had a little bit of an identity crisis. Like, it was trying to be a slasher film, and it was also trying to be, like, Beverly Hills 90210, or I guess whatever, teen drama. Like, very focused on teen. Like, you, I felt like this was definitely MTV. There was no yeah getting around that. The guys were pretty terrible. Um... I did not like them. The main actress wasn't too bad. And the lesbian um, co-star, who's her friend. her Yeah, I, th- I thought she did a really good job. She was awesome. She was in the TV and show I thought it Killing. was cute how, like, the Randy-type character would explain what's happening in that episode. And, you know, they did they did some funny stuff where, you know, he had painted doofus on dude's truck and they show the shot of him wiping his forehead, and he gets the red paint on his head, trying to elude that he's the killer. Yeah, I thought that was... that was. 
I'm not going to lie. I did not hate this. I was expecting to hate this. It was kind of entertaining. Um, I was really surprised by the, the first kill scene I thought was was pretty good. Some of the some of the acting aside. It's, it's not for adults. I mean. No, it's not for adults. It It's teen life exaggerated to that MTV hyper teen life. It's kind of like watching your kid's show that's kind of made for you. <laughs> yeah, it's like watching a show about a bunch of teens that don't really exist in a world that doesn't really exist. So you're saying it's Hannah Montana with some killing. Except, you know, the Hannah Montana was, was more aimed towards like a wholesome idea where these teenagers aren't wholesome. I mean, they're... I've never actually seen Hannah Montana. So. And they're, okay. you know, they're definitely fucking around and exploring their sexuality and... Mask? It's MTV. Yeah. What, what, did you, what did you think of the new mask and everything? And the, the new killer look? I, I actually... I, yeah, I dug it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, man. I like the hood. I like how they kept that, but they still have... I thought the mask looked really awesome, like how they lit it and everything. Every yeah. time they showed it. It's kind of the grungy look around the whole... They had the whole backstory yeah. where uh, in this town there was this killer and he may be back and... They took this, like, you know, very classic, cheesy kind of horror story and built in this backstory to this modern teenage... It's it's just... Angst. It's strange. Well, it has nothing really to do with Scream other than the fact that it's teenagers getting killed by someone that... Calls them first. Well, that's another thing. You brought up that, that phone call. I did not like, like, why did they not just get the, whoever the, the voice actor was that did the phone calls for all the other fucking Scream movies? What was that guy doing? Was he too expensive? I mean, he's a voiceover guy. Like, spend the extra money here, people. Like, dear God. I admit, yeah, they may have wanted a different sound for the voice. I don't. Uh, no, I, yeah, but that guy just didn't sound scary. I mean, it's not a, it's not a show that you can set and, like, make it logical because it's not. Well, I don't know. Maybe it is. No, it's not. The alarm scene. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just... I kept waiting on the phone to, like, beep, and it'd be the alarm company calling to say, hey, your alarm just went off. Well, they did something cool with that, where it was it was actually the killer that was doing it. Right, but where where was the alarm company? (laughs) This killer obviously can't be anybody that's in high school, because whoever this killer is, like, they have mad hacking skills. (laughs) <laughs> like they're an expert hacker like they're they're going into phones they're making it look like you're receiving text messages from other people's phone numbers we know uh, that- everybody is ruled by their hormones yeah I, I, like i love the moment where like the main chick sees some creepy guy in the alley with a hood and her boyfriend shows up and she doesn't bother telling him about creepy guy in the alley they just immediately start talking about who they've slept with very soap opera drama, man. Just drama. And even the teachers look like they could be in high school. Yeah, the the one teacher that this girl's sleeping with, it's just like, oh wait, that's that that was your teacher? Right. You guys look the same age. This looks totally fine. I don't see anything wrong here. <laughs> what did you think of the first two episodes? You like them, hate them, recommend them? I'm kind of impartial here. I If you wanted to watch another episode, I'd have watched it with you, but I'm honestly, I'm probably not going to go off and go, man, I got to find out what happens in episode three. I mean, it was, it was better than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be a complete train wreck. And I thought some of this, some of the horror sequences worked pretty well, or good enough that I 
kept watching the episodes. I like the only really horror sequence I can remember is the very first sequence. Oh yeah, the very first sequence, and there's a couple times where like you know people are like fake stalking them, and then you know I like the uh, at the end of the episode the the mother runs in and sees her her daughter lying in the pool with blood. I'll take whatever gore I can get. <laughs> it wasn't a lot. The second episode was somebody got thrown off a bal- balcony and and hung, and that was it. And then later moved to a ceiling fan. Yeah. To make it look like a suicide. And then the mass text that went out to everybody in the school with the gif. That's what I'm telling you, man. This is like, the killer is really the Riddler from Batman. And he's just like, he's just like, oh yeah, I'm breaking in, computer hacking the entire world. Or it's freaking Batman. (laughs) Or it's Skynet. Segway to the Terminator. Could be. I look at each of you. And I see the marks of this long and terrible war. If we die tonight, mankind dies with us. The machine sent a Terminator back to the time before the war to kill my mother, Sarah Connor. Sir, let me save her. What you're doing right now, this is the end of the war. The editor for the first three Scream films, Patrick Lussier, I may be pronouncing that completely wrong, sorry, but uh, that editor actually wrote or co-wrote the script for Terminator Genesis. I guess we should actually probably talk a little bit about just the history, like what we thought of the other films, like what what your opinions are of the other movies. I like the first two a lot. Third one, not so much. The fourth one, I like less and less the more I see it. I've seen it about three times. Yeah, I've only seen that one once. It's not very good. It's got some cool sequences in it. This one, you know, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit here. What, what about you, Benson? What are your thoughts on the franchise and... Uh, I'm a, a huge fan of the first one. I don't think any of them have, has captured what the first one was able to capture. I remember growing up really liking Terminator 2. Uh, I like it less now than I did when I was a kid. When I watched it not too long ago, I watched 1, 2, and 3 with the kids. and Is it because it feels dated? Oh, it definitely feels dated. And it, Oddly, 1 didn't feel that dated to me. Like, it felt... What? Dude, that movie is 84 as fuck. I mean, it, it's happening in 84. Oh, yeah. But it didn't seem like they went out of their way to incorporate pop culture from 84. I don't know, man. Um, Sarah Connor did not have to go into that dance club, but she did. Well, yeah, but it fits into the movie. And then, like, in 2, it you have that random Guns N' Roses song. Dude, uh, you I- got John Connor trying to teach the Terminator how to say all these cool early 90s little phrases... You know, watching them back-to-back that way as an adult, it seemed like Cameron was going from this kind of horror science fiction action movie to this almost spoofing it with the sequel with Terminator 2. I mean, the special effects were cool. The idea was cool. I love the circle that's created. I don't think he's spoofing it. I didn't say he was. It just said it felt like it was almost... 
Because I think he did the same thing. He just did the same thing he did with the Alien franchise, which he took, you know, a horror science fiction film and just made it the, you know, the Vietnam science fiction film. I mean, yeah, Terminator 2 had a couple of, you know, a couple of moments that had, had some darkness to it that was fit into, like, the first one. Like, Sarah Connor, when you first meet her, she's pretty fucked up. Yeah. And, the, like, the T-1000 just, like, murders everyone. But... I don't know. It just didn't hold. It just didn't hold as much weight as it did when I was little. Oh, dude, that movie just fucking blew my mind. Oh, when I saw it as a kid, it, yeah, it blew my mind. But yeah, I'm saying that watching it as an adult, it still blows my mind. Um, one still blows my mind. Two, technically, is cool. I love some of the story elements, like because Kyle Reese came back and the Terminator came back in the first one, that is what made Skynet possible. So it's sort of this circle of history that... Doomed to repeat this one incident. Um, and there's some, you know, great moments when, you know, they go to talk to the guy and Schwarzenegger rips his arm off, like you were you were talking about. Oh, yeah, when he shows him his ro- robotic arm. It, it, you know, like, there's some other it's stuff amazing. that just sort of gets on my nerves, like John Connor... He, don't kill, don't kill anybody. And it's this whole, like, the Terminator has to be super good and shoots all the cops while, you know, causing them all to be paralyzed, but nobody dies. He didn't terminate them. He is a Terminator. I mean, you know, it's in the name. It's just a little little cheese that wasn't in the first one. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's an action film, you know. Like, to me, the first one... It was a movie. We were trying to tell a story. It had this darkness to it. And then the second one, they went, okay, we need to aim this to kids. Kids like Terminator. Looking back on it, that is the perfect Schwarzenegger movie. I think that just captures, like, everything that was fucking awesome about Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's got his jokes, you know, his, like, deadpan humor. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not saying I don't like the movie. I'm just saying just, that... It was just when Arnold was Arnold. As an adult, when I rewatched the movies recently, it didn't have the 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 power it had as when I was a kid. The first one still did. Like when that movie was over, I was like, "Holy crap, that is a good freaking movie." The second one, I was like, "That's a fun little action movie," but wow, little. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I mean, it was a, it, like it felt like a fun action movie. It just it, it didn't feel like the groundbreaking, epic, mind blowing, heart wrenching movie I remember as a kid. And it's more because it's aimed at kids, where the Terminator wasn't. I like them both equally. Respect them both. They're, I mean, they're different. They're the same film told differently. And then I like them both. Terminator Three. uh... I didn't have as many problems with that one as a lot of people did. I thought it was a fine extension to the franchise. Dude, Jonathan Mostow fucking directed the shit out of that tra- uh, the crane sequence. Dude, that chase scene is awesome in that movie. I mean, there's a, there's some stuff that I really liked. I liked that Judgment Day actually happened. There's the that's whole, a cool visual. The whole twist in the plot is that this time the Terminator isn't trying to stop Judgment Day. He's just trying to protect protect john connor and keep him alive through judgment day man that brings us to genesis uh i thought there were some cool ideas uh the last half of the movie i i don't know it just feels tacked on i don't know how else to say it a quick synopsis for anybody that hasn't seen it don't worry you'll forget it as soon as you watch it 
Uh, it's a running joke. We're going to say that a lot. We, we read a review before we went in that said it was uh, entertaining but forgetful. Yeah. Or uh, forgettable. Forgettable, yeah. Sorry, it's late, guys. <laughs> we saw the movie on Monday night, Tuesday night. Somebody asked me what I did Monday night, and I couldn't remember. I was like, I did something. I didn't get home until like after midnight. What did I do? And then I finally dawned on me, shit, I went and saw that movie. Uh, God, like, I really, the, the whole premise is it goes back to 1984. It's rehashing the first one. And honestly, I, I really was into the movie for the first, like, hour. Reese, Kyle Reese gets back to 1984. You see some of the same visuals, and then stuff starts changing. And, like, Sarah Connor shows up, and you've seen the trailer, you know this happens. Yeah, like that Kyle Reese, that scene where he gets his sneakers. They yeah. even have the shot of him lacing up the, uh, yeah. not lacing, doing the Velcro on the sneakers. Right. And then she shows up, there's a there's another term, liquid Terminator after him. Yeah, I got another T-1000. And he's confused on what's going on, come to find out in the span of time when he was sent back. Another Terminator was sent back to when she was a child to kill her. And she's kind of been raised by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, who picked her up as a kid. And, and she calls him Pops. Which is cute, and she is adorable. I'm absolutely in love with Emily Clark. Emily Clark? Uh, Amelia think, Clark? I think it's Amelia Clark. I need to learn her name so that when I propose to her, she'll know. What? Your wife may have a little bit of a problem with that. No, nah, I, mean, I told her. She's cool with it. So yeah, after the beginning... They kill off the Terminators. There's two Terminators after them. Uh, there's the one that's Arnold from 84, which that part was cool. Oh, yeah, when the two uh, Arnold Terminators duke it out. Yeah. That was pretty cool. It was short, though. It was short, and then he comes back later. Some of the CGI when, was iffy. When the liquid Terminator brings him back to life. That was awesome. Now, that was a really cool scene. Like, yeah, he he drops like some of the liquid from his finger and it goes inside and like reactivates. Yeah, it re reforms the missing pieces of the T eight hundred. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I give them points for that one. Well, then you come to find out they have a trap set for the T one thousand. After that, they decide they have to go to two thousand and seventeen because Arnold has built a time machine. That's right. He's fucking built a time machine in a basement of a warehouse. That's right. And at this point, to me, the movie just sort of started falling apart. I would have been so much happier if the entire movie had been in 1984. Basically, the whole movie is there's two Terminators trying to kill Kyle Reese, and they're trying to stop it. Well, it didn't need to go to 84. They have a fucking time machine. The movie's about time travel. You don't need to jump ahead in the plot and wait for something to develop. The John Connor character shows up in the movie... Have him already be there and set up in 84, have, or, or whenever it needs to take place. Arnold built one in 84. Why couldn't... Is it such a stretch that a giant corporation yeah. couldn't build one? Early in the movie, Reese asks the... Because Reese doesn't trust the Terminator, Arnold's character. He doesn't trust Pops. He tries to kill him. Because he's a Terminator, and for where, you know, where Reese comes from, Terminators are bad. Yeah. And Sarah Connor is trying to... My sweetheart is trying to explain why he's a good guy, and he just doesn't trust him. And he makes this weird comment of, I can't tell you who sent me back. So then again, I thought, okay, here's a, this is going to be a cool plot twist. 
Oh yeah, who Arnold, sent Arnold back? Like I thought, okay, here we go. They're gonna Arnold is setting them up. They have to get somewhere together so something can happen. No, never addressed. That's never mentioned again. They go to 2017. Arnold meets them there. He's older. They, basically, I think they did this so they didn't have to dye Arnold's hair for the entire movie. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like the gray look. I did too. I didn't mind it at all. I thought he looked awesome, man. I mean, and anybody that knows me will understand this next statement. I loved his army jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <sighs> Benson, you are a fan of army jackets. Aren't I, you? I do like army jackets. Um, I, I loved Arnold in this film. I thought he was like, uh, yeah, the, I thought one of the best things about it. Most definitely, he was actually he was the best thing about this so, film. So they get to 2017, and then suddenly John Connor shows up. Which, if you've watched the marketing, you know he's a robot. Yeah, okay, now, this is not like a 10-minute thing here. This is like 40 minutes of the movie has gone by at least. Yeah, you're, you're about halfway through. And this is, a, this is a huge plot twist that they showed on their, in the trailers. The reveal of John Connor was in the trailers. It's on the fucking poster outside of the theater. We're walking, like, before the movie. Yeah, you can see John Connor on the poster, half machine. Half machine! Yeah, so apparently he's been, I guess, for lack of a better word, possessed by a robot. Or made into a robot. It restructured him on a cellular cellular level. level. (laughs) Um, So now Arnold... And Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese are trying to stop John Connor from implementing the Genesis app, which is a new operating system and app for your phone, laptop, computer, which is Skynet, which will start the countdown to the extinction of humans. All of this shit is useless. Like, there, once you get to 2017, there's one really cool action sequence. And I'll say really cool in the terms of this movie. You're talking about the uh, San Francisco, uh, the Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah. The bus scene is probably one of the funnest scenes in this movie, but it's not one that's going to make... Yeah. You're not going to... If you go see this, and then you go see, like, Lost World, or Jurassic World, you're going to remember Jurassic World, not the bus scene. They wanted to make the plot have a lot of twists instead of saying, hey, we've got the cool idea to have like Kyle Reese get there and then everything has already changed. Let's go with that. Which I think that would have been a lot cooler. If if you're going to go to 2017, and they introduced this cop that back in 1984, he's a beat cop. J.K. Simmons? Yeah, and so later, he's kind of like obsessed with these machines from the future. And he shows up, and you think he's going to have, like, a major role to play. Like, yeah. there's this funny-ass scene where he uh, he asks Sarah Connor, I know, y'all, I know y'all are up to something, just, I want to help, what, what are y'all doing? And she says, uh, trying to stop the end of the world. And he goes, that's good enough, come on. <laughs> I don't know, for me, like, I kept wanting either Arnold to do, like, a bad guy turn, and you find out that he's been, you know, setting them up. And, like, they needed Kyle Reese at this place, and they're going to kill him, and Arnold's involved. And that would at least, like, pay off that Reese has not trusted dude this entire movie. But this, none of that happened. Yeah, because it's all setting it up for the sequel. It's, it's all this stuff where we have, right. to, we have to leave everything open. We can no longer 
have a movie that just tells a complete story, I feel like, sometimes. And that drives me... They yeah. did it with Spider-Man, and that drove me fucking insane. I mean, I, you know, I'm fine with leaving some things open, but when it seems like it's important to your plot <laughs> of yeah. this movie, not future movies, like, if you're going to introduce something like that, ah, man, I don't know, it just kind of... It made it feel like there's a lot of interesting stuff that I'm not going to get to know about. Honestly, like, the end of this movie, once they got to 2017, as it went on, I cared and cared less. Yeah, they don't explain why John Connor wants to build a time machine. That's what he's doing at Genesis. He works at Genesis, by the way. Is he building, like, the first time machine, or is he building that... Is that the time machine they're going to get into later in the movie, or... Is that what they were implying with that? I don't know. Well, I, yeah, guess, I guess I guess it couldn't because it's a new. Is it a new timeline now? It's a new timeline now, so it's got to be different, right? I guess they could be building it to make sure it's there. I don't know. Why? Man. Why are we even thinking about the logic in this? Like, here's the problem: this movie lacked a little bit of heart. But the problem, even See, more I don't than think that, it, I don't think it lacked heart. I, I disagree with that statement. No, it, I think I think everybody of, tried. I think everybody no. cared about what they were doing. No, I just. That guy that played Cal Reese has absolutely no charisma on screen. When I saw him in um, A Good Day to Die Hard. I think that's just because he just has no charisma. <laughs> like, Dude, oh my. Yeah, he's just... He's just one of those actors that... And the movie does feel very... feels very segmented. It does. Like, if you have problem with like a certain part, don't worry. Like It's going to change in like 30 minutes or 10 minutes or 5 minutes. It's... It'll change into a different film. The first ten minutes of the movie is that future war section, right. which I thought was pretty cool. I really enjoyed that. I was in into that. Yeah. It looked just like the Cameron's, uh, James Cameron's, like future stuff. No more of this. You, you get the scene Terminator where Salvation. John takes them in, explains what the that Skynet has built this last weapon, a time machine, to go back and change the past so that they can't uprise and win yeah so we're seeing what we've all what we've been told about this guy do on these movies we're getting this prequel to what we've always heard about and that part of the film is fine i had no problem with it at all i thought it looked cool it was fun and exciting but then then right after that we get we we go into like hardcore kind of remake slash reimagining of the events of Terminator with... Which I liked. I liked all that stuff. I did too. I was surprised at how much I was actually enjoying that. And the T-1000 chase we talked about, that was fun. They go into the future and it just... It just sort of unravels. The problem for me was is that Arnold was away for a good chunk of the middle of that movie. The Amelia Clark who plays Sarah Connor, I think she did a fine job. Oh yeah. But man, she's just acting with that guy playing Cal Reese that... Jay Courtney or whatever his name is, and man, it, they just—I mean, she's trying. The first one was a very simple little plot. I mean, it was this robot can't be reasoned with; it can't be bargained with. It will keep coming. We have to run and keep you safe. Yeah, it's just a big chase movie, right? That's what this one should have been. Instead, they were trying so hard to capture some of those reveals from Terminator Two, where you find out, oh. Skynet was invented because the Terminator came. Oh, oh yeah, and Skynet is uh, Matt Smith, who uh, played the Doctor. 
on the TV show. He has like literally a blink and you'll miss it cameo in the film where he's like the evil computer, how the comp- how Skynet personifies itself in a human form. Yeah, I just think the whole 2017 section was just overthinking plot and just well, it just felt like we've been here so many times before. It's it's you know it's like it's a you've heard Scorsese Scorsese say, "Don't let your plot get in the way of your story." This is a perfect example of them letting the plot getting getting in the way of the story. Well, dude, I, this because I don't think there really was too much of a story there. But they had one. They just killed it off early. Even Kyle Reese, when he was being angry and confused at the beginning of the movie, was much more believable than he was when he was being hero toward the end. Okay, that may be true. I may be uh, being a little harsh on that guy. Uh, maybe some of the actual... He did, ha- he did have to say some really stupid fucking lines. <laughs> so that, that may not be all his fault. That's, that's true. That's a, fair, that's a fair point. That's a I fail, mean, they're, they wrote board. themselves into a corner where part of their big action sequence toward the end is Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese shooting out cameras to keep a computer from talking to them. Who cares? You're trying to blow the place up. It's just a hologram. Just walk past it. Because they were like, we need somebody shooting guns every five minutes in this movie. And they gave away their, bi- their big like twist that I, 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 I would have been kind of surprised by that. They stole that from me. They, the studio fucked me out of enjoying the film that they made. Yeah, because they even shot they shot the scene like John Connor comes in and saves them for some reason and tries to convince them to come with him and then out of nowhere oh he comes and picks him up from the police yeah yeah and then out of nowhere uh, Arnold comes walking up and he just starts shooting John Connor and they're like freaking out and Kyle Reese is like I told you he's a he's a killer and then that's when you find out that oh. John Connor is now a robot. You don't get that surprise because they put it in the damn marketing. It's I mean, it's sort of like if they had marketed the Sixth Sense as this ghost is talking to this kid who who can see dead people. This psychiatrist Think ghost about how and a boy. Fucking boring that would have been. It's just like when's Bruce Willis gonna figure out he's dead? <laughs> I mean, this guy is so stupid. He's a terrible ghost shrink. He doesn't even know right. he's dead yet. Why don't the kid just tell him? Dude, you're living in denial, man. Come on. And it was kind of odd. Was. You mentioned that like in in Jurassic World, they gave away the the twist and that that the Alpha... Uh, what is it called? The Alpha, Re- Alpha Rex? Or- oh, the... Uh, indi- uh, what's it? Uh, Indecimus, Indigenous Rex, or something. Indecimus Rex, I think, is what it is. Something Indecim- like that. It, we're, we're close. Andromedus Rex. That's it. No, it's not. No, Look it begins with I. It's I N. It's. I'm telling you, it's Indominus. Andromedus Rex. Indom. It's. I'm telling you, it's Indominus. But it's not indigenous. Whatever. It's something Dominus. Indominus. There you go. Indominus Rex. I Indominus told you it was something Dominus. I told you it was Indominus. I've been saying Indominus. No, you didn't. You said indigenous. No, I did Wait not Wait until say... you re-edit this, and you'll find out that you were wrong, and you will want to cut out how wrong you are. But, point being, that <laughs> you find doing? out, like, in the marketing, they crossbred Velociraptors with the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, and there's a big reveal. Doesn't take away from the fun of the movie. Well, that's my big complaint with Terminator that I really even haven't gotten to yet, is that, look, if you're going to make a stupid movie... 
that's okay, but make it fun. Right. You know, show me, if you're just going to make something that's spectacle, then throw it up on screen. Not all, everything in Terminator Genesis, not the first one, just felt, it felt a little flat, man. And this is, the director that did this did I wouldn't Thor say, 2. I would not say everything. Again, no. the stuff at the beginning was good. I mean, it had some good moments, but and dude, none of the action. It could have really gotten good. Trying too hard to make a complicated plot. The, uh, look, I wish, I really wish people would understand this. <laughs> I really do. And the people of Jurassic World got it. Yeah, they, no, they 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 know. got it. Spielberg must have sat down and went, "Look, <laughs> you don't have to have a super complicated plot for the movie to be good." Jurassic World's about this dinosaur that's chasing people, and you know what happens in the movie? They run from the dinosaur, they try to fight the dinosaur, and you have a lot of fun while they're doing it. Titanic's a three-hour movie about a boat sinking. Like, they missed the opportunity in Terminator Genesis to have a lot of fun with doing a, a playoff of the first movie and having a big chase with Terminators chasing an old Arnold and his two sidekicks. I think I'm just done with this story. I'm done with the time travel and going back in time. <laughs> I'm just done with that part of Terminator. And it makes me really mad that Terminator Salvation wasn't as good because that's kind of where I wanted... I, was ex- I remember being really excited about go. seeing that movie. Like After 3, there was just nowhere else for it to go. Like yeah. you, It was time to see the war. Yes. And I don't... Honestly, I don't really remember... Much of salvation at all, except for when the Arnold robot comes out at the end. The T-800 and Christian Bale, Sam Worthington battle scene at the end of that film in the factory. Dude, the T-800, just the exoskeleton, when it's fighting and punching Christian Bale, that looked better than any of the robots in this new movie. There were some CGI issues in this movie, for sure. There's a helicopter scene that you can tell they really wanted it to be like amazing. An awesome helicopter scene. And it just sort of falls flat and there's one shot where the helicopter kind of flies right past the camera and like the mat lines are just like it does look a little bad, man. What did you spend your hundreds of million on here, man? Come Arnold on. couldn't have cost that much. No, not now. He can't command a 200 million 200 million 20 million dollar price tag now. He could back in the day, but I mean, yeah, there were some there were some effects that seemed shoddy at best. I don't know if it was just that they didn't have time to finish them, or yeah, that's you know to be fair, that's true. I don't know what the I don't, I don't mean I'm not I I'm not saying like. that they just sucked, but I'm just saying that they seemed a little unfinished. I could tell, like maybe in the beginning, where they they had some. I don't know, puppet versions of the T-800, like exoskeleton. But then they started getting away from that. And some of the wide shots and, uh, dude, it just, it didn't look good. That seems like the only thing that you should have to get right when you're making a big budget spectacle movie. Like, make the spectacle spectacular. Right. (laughs) Like, if your set pieces are not... Well, I mean, I think that, I think part of it too, and I'm, 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 I'm stressing on this, but... I think they wrote themselves into a corner. When your big action piece at the end of the movie has your two heroes spending 
I mean, they're they're pulling out all the classic stops to make this exciting. There's a countdown. And nostalgic. The countdown is jumping ahead in time. They've got minute, and they're, they're literally killing time shooting cameras out. It seems very much like they were trying to set up a sequel. Yeah, that's exactly what... What Marvel did was fine, because that's comic book in movie, and they're keeping it all connected. Yeah, well, they're creating a universe. That's fine, but you look at the good movies like Guardians of the Galaxy or Iron Man, things that we all like, those are standalone movies. Yeah, they're self-contained movies. You know, like, yeah, we don't know who, uh, what's-his-name character is in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I just blinked on his name. The real famous dude that was in Jurassic World. Chris Pratt. We don't know where, like, who his dad is. That is not important in the movie. Right. That is literally like some throwaway line. It has it's nothing to do with anything. That's and fine. it's introduced toward the end of the damn movie after you've already got resolution on all the stuff you've cared about. The thing with Arnold, who sent you, is introduced at like the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's like 25 minutes. As if you're going to get that answer here in a little while. Yeah. And the cop doesn't pay off. He... He's like a total just like... I know, like... Hey, we introduced him. You know, we have his character in the 80, That 84. guy should have been should have been there at the end to help save him. Yeah, he should have done something. They should have had a bigger payoff than that. Because he was a good character. Yeah, dude. No, like Arnold and the, uh, JT, uh, J.K. Simmons, their, their comic timing like, really helped me get through the last half of this movie. Like, without them... We would probably not be doing a podcast on it because I would have lost my mind and walked out. <laughs> but no, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it's just, it's just. And there's some huge like leaps. It's a shame it's so vanilla. Yeah, and there's some huge leaps in in the logic of the film. Uh, like, all right, John Connor's character is not a liquid metal Terminator. He's a he's John Connor, but he's been changed at a cellular level into a machine. Which makes no sense at all. Well, they don't explain it. It's just, just okay, it's fine. Yeah. It, but yeah, apparently his, his weakness is magnets. Well, he gets sucked into an MRI. It's like one of the most powerful magnets. <laughs> like, they warn you that like an MRI could pull a pin out of your body while you're in it. But somehow, between the time Arnold puts him in the MRI, they leave. He somehow gets out. Of the MRI. And he's fine. He's fine. And then Arnold says he's, he creates these, like, magnet gloves that he can punch dude with. And this will keep him from coming back together. But he's constantly, like, just coming right back together. He's fine. Oh, I think it was just supposed to offset him for a little bit. I don't think it was supposed to do, like, permanent damage. No. And he, <laughs> he would just randomly show up places looking Less. just as fine as he could be. No, and the the Terminator. I, I didn't see. I didn't understand if he was like, was he complete liquid metal, or because it looked like he had some kind of like skeleton form underneath. Like when he would get super mad and like his face would come away, you could see like a robot form underneath. But John then, Connor, yeah. But then he would. He also, wasn't liquid metal. He was like particle metal. Because <sighs> that's what Arnold said: is the magnetics will displace his particles. But why did he have that robot form the, un- underneath? Like what was that? I I guess that was, was he a it. robot with these particles around yeah, him? Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Because like you know, in the third one, like that chick's like half robot, but she has liquid metal components to her. Right. 
So I'm guessing he was sort of the same. Just keep it liquid metal. And then there's the big thing at the end that Arnold dies, but he's thrown into liquid metal, so now he is liquid metal. Yeah, that's right. They make the awesome uh, comment when they're going through, uh, I guess, the Cyberdyne systems. They're like, oh, yeah, look at that liquid metal. Oh, no. Is that a problem? No, it doesn't have a CPU. I guess that was my best Arnold of the night. It, it it's it's nothing without the CPU. It's a learning computer. I'm a cop, you idiot. Oh, sorry, wrong movie. Get to the job. Ah. Um. All right. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. I'm finished. Yeah. So he gets his CPU in, and he he does some like little he's a stabby arm move at the end. It's I don't really want to see a sequel to this. I'm done with this. I kind of want to see the future war. Like that's. Yeah, that's, I think that's the problem with this. Is that, like, or it just needs to be rebooted and give me a sequel. Give me like a remake of the first Terminator. Reboot that movie. Like yeah, the whole like most of the 2017 stuff. Uh, I even kept wanting them to cut back and show like okay, well show what happened to cause all this. Like let's go back to the future war and see that part that happened instead of just telling me about it. No, I mean. We got, so we got we got the nuke scenes, and then you know we just got the well. I, the nuke scene was pretty cool. I mean, like I, I love the shot where the kids in the airplane, and he looks out the window. Yeah, and you all see those the nukes. mushrooms. Yeah, it does that a good was, job of creating like man, nuclear war would suck. Yeah, I I would say that's the best like nuke devastation since Terminator Two that I've seen in a Terminator film. Like, yeah. It's definitely better than three. I don't I don't know if they did it in four. I can't remember. But uh, the only thing I remember in three is like the wide shots where you just sort of get the yeah. map. Nice day for a walk, eh? Wash day tomorrow. Nothing clean, right? Wash day tomorrow. Nothing clean, right? Oh, God, first. that first one is such a good movie. Yeah. Bill, Bill Paxton in a very young, early role in that scene. So, Vincent, is there anything else you want to close out? What are your, just your general, general thoughts of Terminator Genesis? Uh, if you're a Terminator fan, it's worth going to see. Be prepared to be let down by the last half. And then, you know, yeah, who knows? You might go see it and really like what they did. I am very impartial of what they did with the second half. Like, I didn't hate it, but I think they could have made a better movie without it. I agree with that. The first half is definitely superior. Because, I mean, they just set up so much, like character stuff that would have been so fun to see play out with Kyle Reese being concerned about the Terminator, you know, Pops being a bad guy and him confused on this whole new timeline and the Terminator telling them, you must mate, you must mate. It's like they started out building a really good movie and then just shifted gears and went to a really mediocre movie. And, I, and anybody that's listened to our podcast, I, we don't usually complain about movies. No, I mean, I don't want to come off sounding like I'm being really harsh. Have you seen, did you see Thor 2? No, I, I didn't. All right, Thor. so this this Alan Taylor, the, the guy that directed this, his I guess his first like uh, real f- big feature was Thor 2, but he's mostly done, he's done a lot of TV, man. This guy's done like Game of Thrones, Deadwoods, Boardwalk Empire. Oh my, yeah, he's done Mad Men. He's done a lot of TV. I was a little disappointed with what he brought in terms of the action. I thought he, you it know, looked, it, I, it does have a TV look to the action. 
close-up shots to the action, like yeah. filling the frame with, you know, stuff that's moving by instead of pulling back and doing a Nolan and getting to see, like, just a bus flip. Like, if you compare that to, and I just, I'm guilty for, I just told Brian earlier, dude, you can't compare every movie to The Dark Knight, but I'm about to compare the bus flip in Terminator to the truck flip in The Dark Knight. You know, Nolan pulled back, and he let that, the scope of the of the event happen, and in this, it's it's cut real quick, you've got those real close shots of their face, and you just don't get that energy from it. No, you don't. It's t- it's completely it's completely vacant in all those scenes and the thing that I'm just really surprised that the last half of the movie just I would say the first half's guilty of it a little bit but the last half goes way off it just there's no tension right like the chase scenes I feel like it's just an excuse to have an action sequence well every sequence if you think about everything from after they break out of um break out of jail Everything happens to it's bad guy shows up, they blow something up and get away. Bad guy shows up, they blow something up. Like, yeah. The bus sequence is a little different because Arnold has to save them, but and there's some there. It's, I mean, not to say there's not anything. I mean, there's a really fun line when uh, John Connor's doing the whole James Bond villain explaining all the stuff that he's gonna do. Arnold throws like this big metal thing into his chest and sticks him to this board, and just walks in and goes, "John Connor talks too much." <laughs> uh, I think I think it was Bill Clinton during his 1992 campaign that had a sign hanging up in his campaign office that said, "Keep it simple." This 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 could have benefited from just keep it simple. Yeah, because I mean, I, and this is what's kind of bothering me. You already have a twist. The twist is that Reese gets back to a story that we're all familiar with, we all like, or we wouldn't be in the damn theater in the first place, and it's changed. From that point on, we have no idea what's going to happen, and we're invested in what's going to happen. When we walked, uh, actually, when we were talking tonight about the movie, Vincent started explaining all the plot, and I was just like, dude, you just explained Back to the Future Part 2. Right. (laughs) It's like, oh my god. And it's, yeah, I mean... The, the problems with Back to the Future 2 are magnified times 100 in this film. Only in that, in that film, it's opposite. Right. Because <laughs> they do future first, and they, then they're awesome. And they go have a... I would rather my ending of the film be great than the yeah. beginning. You know, li- Leave me on a high note. Mad Max just fucking... Just, it ruined this movie for me as well, dude. Like, I was really kind of like... I was like, oh, look, it's a, here goes another 80s action film that i grew up with it's getting relaunched we got we got schwarzenegger back i was like oh man this could be something i don't know it looks terrible but it may be good marketing did look really bad the marketing did look terrible i feel like i was i was I like i had a, a a really good fun movie going experience stolen from me I know that's not, it's completely not fair for me to say and that's so arrogant but no i mean well when you're a fan, like you want certain things, and it's, you, you know? know. And they were doing it. I was, so, I, mean, I was totally into this movie. Like, and and I can tell you, the shot that started to derail it was they went into the basement, and then there's that homemade time machine. And I went, "What are they about to do? Like, this makes no sense 
at all. And they try to explain it off with the only reason they haven't been able to use the time machine is they were waiting on the other Terminator to show up because they need the CPU. Yeah, they need that one, that only that one component. Yeah, the only p- component they need is the little computer chip in his brain. <laughs> That's it. Other than that, time machines are simple. We're good to go, guys. <laughs> it's it's only one use, but I mean, hey, it's not so bad. I think I'd be would have been okay with the film if it had actually been a short film and just when they melted that T one thousand, they were like, oh fuck, we hey guys, we did it. Fucking movie's over. You know, I would have probably left going. That was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, like. Uh, Especially if they would have gone right after that and showed the mating, you know, like Arnold, <laughs> Arnold like forces them Did to you mate. Yet? He's like, now you mate, mate, mate See, with him. I kind of like some of the like. No, I I said fucking Kyle Reese sucked earlier, but I do like that one, like a one scene, like there's little small moments that I don't mind in the second half, like when they're loading the bullets into the magazine. Yeah, that, and they start kind of like competing and staring each other down. Sizing each other up. Although there is a line right there that I'm not sure I like. Uh, it causes Arnold to t- kind of give him the look. Like, don't let her know about... Because Arnold's hand messes up, and he has to stop loading the gun. Yeah. And he's got robotic arthritis. You start getting the sense then that the robot has got feelings for Sarah Connor. I'm not sure I like that. I either really liked it, or I... Didn't like it. Vincent, it's a learning computer. All right? All right? Obviously, they took his CPU out, you know, just like in Terminator 2. They switched it on. They put it back in. Oh, wait. That was only in the director's cut of Terminator 2. Shit. Uh, that's a pretty cool scene. They actually got... Uh, we'll talk about Terminator 2 some other time. But yeah, it's a learning computer, man. You know, he's he's learning the human spirit, brother. It's just one of those things that... I'm not saying about. that it's a problem. I'm saying that I'm not sure I liked it or um, I loved it. Yeah. Like, it affected me on two different ways as a viewer. I'll be honest with you. I kind of forgot about that until you just brought it up right now. Yeah, totally. Like, completely just... Well, I remembered that's what it, it is. I remembered it because later he, he, he mentions, he goes, uh, Kyle Reese, he says he's a good man, and then he says, Kyle Reese, take care of my Sarah. That's right. Old. Not obsolete. Eh, just go see it. Support it. No, it is... Look, if you're a fan of the Terminator movies, you should definitely go see it in the theater. Get off there, your ass. There will be stuff in there that you'll enjoy. Yeah. It was just a little vanilla. Right. Which is disappointing because usually, like, Terminator is like Rocky Road. Right. And now you're just giving me vanilla. I mean, it's still fine. It's still ice cream. I'm right. still going to eat it. Still ice cream. Still got some sugar in it. Yeah. Um, still Terminator. Still got some pretty, pretty stuff. I was a little confused on that. I'd never heard... I didn't know that Terminators could regrow their skin. Uh, well, I guess it's never had uh, come up before because the Terminators have never been around long enough for that to ever be an issue. They're usually like, hey, I came back in time two weeks later. Oh, that fucker's dead. He's like in the junkyard or in the bottom of some like molten lava. Who, who knows where that guy is? <sighs> Terminator movies. Yeah, final thoughts, though, is go see it. It's good. It's a little bit more forgettable than it should be. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far as say it's. It's okay. It's okay. If if you're a Terminator fan, yeah, may, maybe it's good for you. Or it could make you really mad though too. I could. It's like it's like Back to the Future too, right? If Back to the Future two, no, Back to the Future two is better. I know, but if like Back to the Future two in Terminator since 
sounds like that could be something that you would like, then there's a 50-50 chance you may like this movie. And some of this stuff doesn't like, get in the way of your enjoyment of it. Dude, if you like Arnold pretending to be a robot and fighting robots, you'll like the movie. Arnold's not in it that much. That's an, that's. I really felt his absence when he wasn't on screen, man. You know what I just thought about? I was just thinking about script He's got charisma, though. They get arrested, taken to jail. Twice. Break out of jail yep. and arrested and taken back to jail. I kept thinking they were going to do like a cool like Terminator 1 homage in that police precinct. They should have. They didn't really. The scene kind of fizzled and went away. It was kind of a shame. I, I, don't they, know, I was getting really They totally should have with him coming in with the big teddy bear. Dude, Terminator movies should be rated R as well. I agree. Fuck this. No fucking 13 year old. mating scene. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm in love with Amelia. Vince is going to go home and just like just start TiVoing the shit out of some Game of Thrones. You got to watch the first seasons, dude. It's the only one she gets naked in. After that, she was like, I am too, too expensive for that shit. So, yeah, I guess. Goodbye. We'll catch you next time. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you think about the Scream show. Absolutely. And that email would be themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew. Crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E at gmail.com. So we're going to close out the show tonight with a track from the Terminator 2 soundtrack composed by Brad Fidel. This is track one. Main title, Terminator 2 theme. Enjoy. Yeah, buddy. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>